Welcome to What I'm Backing and Why. It's our afternoon sport racing bulletin brought to you by Bluebet. I'm Tim Gilbert and I'm joined by my News Corp colleague, racing journalist Matt Jones, who you'd probably know from news.com.au, and also pro punter Brad Miller, otherwise known as At Horse Miller 3. How are we, gentlemen? How good is it to have the podcast going? G'day, Tim. It's pretty exciting. Looking forward to it. Fantastic. Can't wait to get stuck into it. All right. Today on the show, we'll look at which races to bet on and why. Pick a quaddie and each of us will make a best bet of the day. All right, we do have $100 each on each of the Group 1s. And um, Brad, let's start with the Doncaster Mile. Which way are you going? Yeah, I came into this race trying to get Forbidden Love beat, but she's just so well in. Um, She's flying. She's dropping from 57 down to 50 kilos. She's the highest rated horse in the race. She should be near top weight, and she's getting five and a half to six kilos off Cascadia, and I'm thunderstruck. Um, She's just taking things to a whole new level, this prep. Um, and I think she's clearly the one to have to beat. She's she's coped with a fast race and the slow races, and she'll be on speed. Um, so I'm having 80 a win on her. And the roughie for me in the race is Numerian for Annabel Neesham. Um, he's a European import, having his second prep in Australia. He's attacked the line at both starts here. He carried 60 kilos at Flemington, um, giving away a stack of weight to Gentleman Roy. That form's inferior. But um, you look at his European form and he has a 2.8 length win over Sir Dragonet in Europe on heavy ground. So I think he's the best roughie in the race and I'll have 10 each way at close to 100 to 1. All right, that'll be nice if that comes in. I'm going to have 100 on the nose of Forbidden Love. Uh, what about you, Matty? Uh, I try to get Forbidden Love beaten too and I've come up with I'm Thunderstruck, Turak Handicap winner, Golden Eagle winner, All-Star Mile runner-up, Handles the Heavy, Barrier 8, Hugh Bowman, gets the perfect run, uh, doesn't have to carry the grandstand and I think it can get the job done. Cascadian hit the line very well in the All-Star Mile and Hartnell has won this race with a top weight a few years back. Forbidden Love might be a little suspect at, at the end of the Randwick Mile. So I've gone $100 Quinella on I'm Thunderstruck and Cascadian. Alrighty, TJ Smith, I am going to go the fairy tale story here. I love the Shelby 66 yarn. I love the fact that Danny Williams has really done so well and, and made the money himself because he had to keep 45% of Shelby 66 because no one else had won it. Uh, he's now won a Group 1. Obviously, this steps it up a bit with the TJ Smith, but I'm going to have 50 each way on Shelby 66. What about you, Brad? Yeah, I found it a really tough race. Um, I think people might be sleeping on Mars Crusader a bit. His Randwick 1200 record is outstanding. He's had five starts. He ran second in an Everest. He flew home and gave me a heart attack. Second in a TJ, and he's had three wins, including a Group 2 and a Group 3 win. So his only start on the heavy ground was a heavy 10, first up in a prep, and he blew up the clock the last 600 in a gut buster and just didn't come up for the rest of the prep. Perhaps hasn't liked the Flemington straight uh, first and second up this prep, but third up, he's two wins, group one and a group two at 1,200 from three starts, and the only miss was at 1,400. So I'd just be really careful binning him here in the race, and I'll be interested to see what happens with him in the market. What about you, Matt, in the TJ Smith? Of course, Mars Crusader, Max Whitby mentioned on the weekend to me that they'll probably go that way again in the Everest. Yeah, I mean, I think there's three standout horses in the race, and I think it's Eduardo's time to shine. Um, The feeling out of the Everest was that they just weren't aggressive enough on him early on and they sort of hand, didn't hand it up to Nature Strip but they didn't give him as tough a time as they will on Saturday. He's He'll be ridden more aggressive. He's not a chaser. He'll be probably leading 
nature strip to his outside, I guess, and it will be a different ball game. And I, I think it's his time to break through and win a win a, a real grand final on 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 the biggest stage. Nature Strip always puts up one bad run in a prep, but it's grand final day. He's shooting for three of these. And Mars Crusader, he's luckless due to his racing pattern, but if things pan out for him, he'll be the hardest finish finisher. I just think those three horses will finish. If they are at their best, they beat the rest of them home. So I'm I'll put a hundred dollars just on the, that trifecta to come in. Okay, all right. Now, the, the size produce stakes, I've got to have the 100 on Fireburn. Uh, I love the story of Gary Portelli, of course, had the, the Colt and, and this filly that had, had done so well. And uh, she was beautiful, wasn't she? Uh, no one thought she'd win after what happened early in that race. And Brenton Avdallah, after everything that happened in August last year, to come back and get the chocolates in the golden slippers. I'm going to have 100 on the nose on Fireburn. What about you, Brad? Yeah, she was exceptional, wasn't she? Um, there was a bit of a stink on the two-year-olds going into that slipper, uh, but she's put in a, a big high-rating win there. She just had no right to win with them falling back in her lap on the rail, and Brenton even said himself that he was hoping to run a placing, and she's just picked up and smashed them late. So uh, there's no reason she can't. She's only second up there, so no reason she can't go to another new level here, and she looks like she wants this 1,400-metre trip. Um, she's the clear best of the crop, and she's an $80 win bet for me. And I think if she has an off day, show court for the Chris Waller camp. He comes through an inferior form reference. The race rated really poorly. He was held up. If he had clear air, he wins. And I think his closing figures would have been much better if he had that clear air. Um, his trial between runs is good. He was on speed there. So I'm thinking from the good gate, they might be able to take up a position. And although I think Fireburn needs to have an off day, I want to have this Mac um, Waller and J-Mac runner on side. And he's looking for the 1400. So I'll have 20 a win on him. Okie dokie. Now, what about you, Matty, in the in the size produce for the for the juveniles? Yeah, can't go away from Fireburn. This horse, this filly, she's just done everything right. She can't do much more, and she gets back a little bit, but she runs on. She's got a great turn of foot, handles the wet. Uh, I've got her on top again. If she just runs up to her form from. She's extreme, who was luckless in the slipper. She'll also eat up 1,400 metres, loves the wet ground. And Showcourt got chopped out of it at a crucial stage in the Todman when I believe he was going probably just as good as Sajardin, who's one of the top two-year-olds of his crop so far. And so I'm going to have $50 to win on Fireburn, but I think She's Extreme can push her. So we'll have another $50 on the exacta Fireburn to finish first, She's Extreme to finish second. All right, Australian Derby. I'm going to have $80 on Hitotsu to to win. And then I'm going to have 10 each way on Castle Ray Kid because I love the whole idea of the Gay Waterhouse, John Singleton story. I saw that um, yarn that Gay Waterhouse put on social media. It was a ripper. Um, and look, it's around that $17, $18 mark. So uh, 80 to win Hitotsu and 10 each way Castle Ray Kid. Brad, what about you? Yeah, great race. Um, Hitotsu's got... Everything against him here. Like Maren used to prove they are freaks with him going from a Caulfield Guineas into a Derby to win it. Uh, and now he's wanting to become only the third horse after Dulcify Mahogany to do the, the VRC Derby, Australian Derby double. It's very hard to do. Um, the Tullock Stakes winner uh, before last year had won four on the trot. But it's a bit different this year. Um, the race was dropped back to 1850 and it was run two days later. Um, so they're on the five-day backup this time. I'm actually going for a roughie in the race. Um, I like War Eternal. I'm looking for, for a horse that's fit. It's got the miles in the legs. He enjoys the heavy. His Ram McGuinney's run in the heavy behind Animo was terrific. Um, in the Alistair Clark, he got 
not in a nice position early, then got shuffled back. He got skewed wide on cornering, and Damien Lane, it wasn't in the stewards report, but he actually dropped the whip at the turn. So the last 250 metres, he's only gone hands and heels. Um, and all these closing splits have been good. Uh, and I think that fast race will set him up for a, for a good number here. And he's a big price. He's, you know, 20, around the 25, 30 to 1. Um, and I just think he's a, he's a good angle in the race with Damien Lane from a good gate, can take up a nice stalking position. So I'll actually have 50 each way on War Eternal. All righty. Well, that'll be nice and juicy if it comes in. And Matt, finally, Australian Derby for you. Yeah, I, I can't get real Lions, Tullock stakes run out of my head. Um, I think the horse showed an even better turn of foot than the stable expected. He wasn't as dour, and but that would have really topped him off for this. And Murray Baker, you can't question him in when it comes to ATC derbies. I think that horse looks ready to peak. Hitotsu, yeah, there's a lot of histories against it. Um, second up at 2,400 metres is a bit unusual, but it probably suits to that horse. And you're not going to doubt the Ma Eustace stables prep um i was on character in the tulloch which i was happy about and that horse is just being in the absolute perfect derby prep by james cummings and godolphin and i think those they'll, 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 they'll probably be the top three but i just think at six dollars uh, regal line i'm putting the whole hundred dollars on him yeah, okie dokie. I cannot wait. I love talking about uh, the championships, day one of the championships. It's going to be a cracker, and that's where we're going to look next. We're going to look at the quaddy on day one of the championships. Nothing like getting a bunch of friends together and picking some horses. We'll do that next. Us Aussies love having a crack. We invented the Hills Hoist, wine cast, the mullet, and, of course, the streaker. And the mother's mother of all inventions. The quicker, slicker, faster, sharper, brand spanking new Bluebet app. Get racing in sport form. Expert tips, previews, live streaming and place bets faster than you can say, that's the Ducks nuts! The True Blue brand new Aussie app. Don't let the game play you. Stay in control. Gamble responsibly. The Osher Group, our motto is winning connections. If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group where a new world of excitement awaits. Whilst our horses are judged at the winning post, our service extends far beyond the racetrack. We're committed to exceeding the expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like, as well as maintaining strong relationships with leading horse trainers with whom our horses are stabled. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented Unprecedented growth through a strategic, well-managed, and data-driven approach. There is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. So come find us online at www.theoshergroup.com. The Osher Group. Our motto is winning connections. All right, boys, we're going to do the quaddy in Randwick this week. And, um, look, I'll give my very unlearned view of what I think the quaddy will be. So I'll do it quickly and I'll let you guys uh, tell me exactly why you think the horses that you've got in the quaddy will work. But I think race seven, horse three and five. Race seven, horse three and five. Race eight, horse two and six. These are mine. Race nine, seven and 20. Race 9, 7, and 20. Race 10, 7, and 10. Race 10, 7, and 10. So that's my quaddy with numbers for the uh, the Randwick uh, meeting on Saturday. What about you, Brad? 
<laughs> I'm going a little bit wider than that. It's an aggressive quaddy. I like it. I'm, I'm an aggressive kind of gambler. <laughs> yeah, well, I bet with my head not over it, but I, 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 you know, I have a crack. I've got one, five, seven, nine, and fifteen into one, two, three, and six. Race nine. I've got two, six, twelve, thirteen, sixteen, seventeen, and twenty. And race ten. I've got five, six, seven. 10, 12, 13, and 16. So you'll have to take a flexi there, but um, they're my quality numbers. Well, yeah, well, uh, you've covered the uh, a few of those races, and there's nothing quite like when a quaddy comes up, isn't it? And often, when you're in a group of five or six people and you're having fun at the races, when the quaddy comes up, you may not win all that much money, but it's such a great adventure, isn't it, Matt, over the course of four races? Uh, not if you're out in the first leg, it's not. But um, yeah, <laughs> no. But oh, I'm taking, I'm taking, I'm taking it. If you won the four, not let's let's see the glass half full. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah. Everyone loves a quaddy. Um, I'm leg one. I'm going to go one five and eight. Leg two, one two three, and horse five. Count the rupee in the TJ at forty to one. There's a bit of value there. If there's a blowout. Um, the Doncaster numbers one two six sixteen. And the last leg, a tough race too, I think. Um, so I've gone a little wide there too and gone numbers 3, 7, 10, 13. All righty. Um, do you have much luck with quaddies, Brett? I don't take a lot of quaddies. So, yeah, this is this is new to me. I, I do take one occasionally if I'm keen on a, on a meeting. So I'll probably have one here. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. I have gone a bit aggressive by only putting two in each race, but uh, obviously uh, if you, the less you have in each race, the more that comes back your way. Stay with us because we're going to have our best bet of the day in just a tick. It's that time where we have our absolute best bet of the day. Put in, take out, all care, no responsibility. Brad, anywhere from in around Australia, who would you go for uh, this weekend, this Saturday? Uh, best bet for me, Bendigo, uh, race two, number 16, Stretto. Uh, looked great at the jump outs after being gelded. Uh, first up, heavily backed. He just ran out of condition at the 1300. Second up, he was fitter. Drifted in the betting, but he bolted in in a fast, high-rating race at Sandown. He's now third up, stays at the 1,300, should be right at the top, stalking the speed, and he is clearly the one to beat for me. And also, like race seven, number 10, Cardigan Queen. She's two wins and two seconds, and arguably should be undefeated in the blinkers. I love her mare in form, and she's just savaging the line at every start. The best part about her last start was she proved herself with a big close in a fast run race. So she ticks all the boxes now. Slow races, fast races, it doesn't matter. Under the set weights and penalties conditions of the race, she's just so well in with 57 kilos. She's the clear highest rated horse, just one kilo above the minimum weight. As long as the track's fair, I expect she just runs these down. What about you, Matt? Uh, what's your best bet of the day? I'm going to stay at, at Randwick, and I, I just think the $6 for Regal Line in the Derby is a little bit better than I thought it would be, so I'm, I'm, I'll snap that up. Um, it's going to eat up the 2,400 metres, and I think Murray Baker can ride off into the retirement sunset with another Derby, Derby winner. 
Yeah, what a, what a trainer Murray Baker has been, of course, in New Zealand. His son, Bjorn, doing a great job out there at Warwick Farm. My best bet of the day, I'm starting early. Race two, the Carbine Club Stakes. And I'm going to go with the Chris Waller and James McDonald combination and straight Aaron. So it is race two, number three. It's fairly short, but uh, my best bet of the day is have something on the nose on straight Aaron. That is race two, number three at Royal Ramwick. Well, boys, that was our first podcast. How did you think it went, Brad? Did you enjoy it? Oh, I think we'll be better for the run, but, but hopefully everyone else enjoys it. Absolutely, Matt. I like that. Better for the run. How do you think we went? <laughs> I totally agree with that. Uh, it was a bit rocky, but we got through it, didn't we? We, we came clear at the end and we're, we're, we're hitting the line. We'll, we'll be better next up. Yeah, absolutely. Hitting the line hard. Hopefully, oh, well, there'll definitely be some winners in what we discussed today. Gentlemen, uh, appreciate that. That's it for what I'm backing and why. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors, Matty. Bluebet, the wholly owned Aussie bookie. And thank you, of course, to yourself and to Brad. Hopefully we've picked you some good little tips in there and uh, we'll see you all again next week. Thanks, guys. Happy punning. Good luck.